This is Shooks and GIF episode 8. In this episode, we talk about the checkmark add-on, the Grasshopper app for beginning coding, an update to Hangouts, which takes away the funhouse, and a new add-on that might just help you make a whole lot of documents named after students, which would be really helpful for Docapender if you use it. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Do you know how trees access the internet? How do trees access the internet? They log in. (laughs) (laughs) So, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was great. I went to this EdTech Team Summit in Kawartha. You did? I did. Guess what? Were you the second day keynote there? I was, I was there too. Oh my God. Yeah, I totally saw you. <laughs> it was a really fun event. It was a fun event. It was a great crowd, great energy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And you know what? When I first arrived, I was like, the energy seemed low, but it was sort of one of those things. It was almost like starting a fire that like you ignite it at first and then it builds, it builds, it builds. And then it's like out of control or like boiling a pot of water, how you can see the little bubbles. And then by the end of the weekend, it was like, they were like splatting all yeah. over your stove yeah. top. Yeah, it was really cool. Lots of happy faces and sessions. Yeah. People were talking in the halls. What I loved is when as soon as you leave a session and they're giddy like they're oh this is great I want to or they that. don't leave the room <laughs> yeah it's all it's good. and they're like it was a good no weekend. i have to keep keep on learning yeah it was really good it was really good and we presented together we did because of course we are podcast experts we're, now. we're professionals <laughs> seven episodes <laughs> in number eight right now yeah that was a lot of fun so we did we did a session called tripod with hashtag no Hashtag tripod, tripod with hashtag shooks and gif. Yep. And I introduced you and you introduced me and that was cute. Uh, yeah. And I felt like even though we were kind of prepared, it was sort of on the spot, but it was a yeah, lot of like fun. Yeah, there were certain things like people logged into, we, we showcased Anchor and how it could be used really easily in the classroom because that's of course what we use. And there were things, you know, when people accessed it through their Google Gmail, account. their yeah. Google account, we, they didn't know how to log in in the app yeah. anymore. So thank you, Brock, thank if you're you, listening. Brock. What's Brock's last <laughs> he, he name? He figured it out. We'll put him in the us. show notes. Put him in the show notes. Yeah, so it was, but it was good. I think people got started yeah. and you could see as we went on yeah. that people were like, oh, this is really this work. This and, is and we gave time to play too, which yeah. I think was good. It. And the nice thing about that session, I think, was the end when we really connected how you can use yeah. the podcasting format or the podcasting medium and how it would connect to curriculum expectations, or if you're listening in the States, ISTE standards, yeah. so many areas uh, for meaningful connection hit so many different curriculum expectations to all of our Ontario listeners. For sure. It hit every single expectation in, in our the language arts, language arts in curriculum. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fantastic. So that was yeah. that was a great weekend um, at the Kawartha EdTech Team Summit. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yes, we'll be we back. appreciate it. Ahas for the week. It's very hard for us listeners to not talk now because we look at each other and I'm like, no, hold on, I can't tell you that. Or we start saying something, Kim and I were together at a social after the Saturday of of the event and I started talking. She's like, you need to stop right now. We need to say this so I have an authentic reaction. I even left a meeting this morning (laughs) because she was sharing what she's about to share. Today, she shared it in our team meeting and I said, stop, and I got up and left. (laughs) Thankfully, I didn't get in trouble. Oh, so <laughs> it funny. was good. All right, so I have, I have something to share with you that um, I have been eager to share for a little while now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's ready to share. It is now live to the world. Oh, I like live. It is live. The world. So there is a Google Chrome extension created by Chris Craft. 
I know him. Uh, from EdTech Team, ironically. Um, he created a, a Google Chrome extension called Checkmark. So if you search for it in the Chrome yeah. Web Store, it is called Checkmark. It's been around for a while now, but it, it just got an incredible update that is very timely. Yeah. So I'll start with its original version. Um, if you open up a Google Doc and your students have done some writing for you, and you are going to use the comment feature, as we've discussed in the past, yep. as an opportunity to provide descriptive feedback for your students, as an opportunity for your students to self-assess. Love it. Assessment as learning. Sometimes it can be a little tedious if you find yourself giving the same bit of descriptive feedback over and over and over again. Yeah. What Chris Kraft has designed through Checkmark is a banked set of comments that when you install Checkmark and highlight any kind of text, a little keyboard appears right above your cursor yeah. with all these tiny little, um, what do you call them, codes? Yeah, they're, they're like um, little, little buttons. Little with buttons, the, like, yes. Yeah, little, little buttons, buttons you with... can push. And when I push one of them, let's say the DET button, it stands for details needed or the EVI, which stands for evidence needed, a comment appears on the right. Yes. I don't need to highlight it, click the comment, and type it in. So it's a banked set of comments. And and, and the and is the best. No, there's before the and oh, comes. I like the and. Before the and comes. Um, it even tracks it. So if I highlighted something else and I needed the same comment, oh, more detail is needed. I can click it again, that button. It would add in another comment, and you'll see a little red circle in the bottom right-hand corner, and it will track how many times you have used that particular comment. So you start to look for trends in your assessment. Yeah. And students, if they're using it on their own, I highly recommend asking your students to install this Chrome extension yeah. because they can track their own assessment as learning. And we mentioned her before, but um, Stephanie Signer, our friend and colleague, who's at Ms. Signer, we'll throw her into the show notes as well. She uses it with her students so that they can do peer editing because nice. in, in the fifth grade, because nice. she, she, she said they don't always know what to say to each other. So this actually gives them a list of, oh, this is what they've done. So Speaking it's not just spelling that, errors. Okay, so let's say your students don't understand or don't like all of the preset feedback. This is the end, this is the end. <laughs> Let's say they don't like all of the comments that it comes with because when you initially get checkmark, if you click on it and you um, on the Chrome extension, yeah. then there's a little word that says preview with a pencil beside it. Now, this is the responsive nature of Mr. Chris Craft. It's 100, 100,000 So the designer of this extension listened to the users, the feedback, and we were saying things like, we need to be able to personalize yeah. these comments. You're doing a great job at giving us a bank to begin with, but we need a little bit more personalization. We need to be more responsive to our students. Yeah. So we need to customize these. And he did it. He did. So now it comes with a bank, but you have the ability to change what the buttons look like. So it right now it comes with C. And that is check capitalization, or I may have actually changed these already. But if I wanted to change that button so it said cap for capitalization, I could change the look of the button. I could change what the button represents yeah. entirely. So I had so I I showcase this always in my extensions workshop whenever I whenever I go anywhere. Yeah, so me it's, too. it's a huge part of my dog and pony show. And I was talking to teachers this weekend, and a lot of them were French language speakers, oh. teachers, and so they're like 
can we change these comments so they're en français? Oh my gosh. And I said, uh, yeah, you can. So French teachers, you can do that. And if anyone in the States, any like Spanish, Spanish language. Speakers? Yeah, you can totally do it there as well. So that's wonderful. Yeah, that's really powerful. Very powerful. So it comes with two rows of buttons, but there's also a feature. Did you know this where you can add another row? So there's another oh, plus no, sign at that. the bottom. So you can add <gasps> buttons within an existing row, but you can add oh, another. You, <laughs> you can yeah, add yeah. another one. So I'm adding a button right now. See, look, it's right. about to add the buttons, another yeah, row. There's two rows of buttons, so I can add a third row. So I could group like comments. Yes, you could group like, so you can remove buttons from a row, add an existing row. C'est magnifique. Okay, so that is checkmark up until a week ago. Right. Now. Do you remember, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before that, we talked about the amazing Google Slides update with comments now being able to not just attach a comment to an entire text box or an entire, entire no, entire slide, entire slide. Now we can you do can now box. do it in a text box. Right. So, and it's easily identifiable where that comment connects to. Right. Well, the checkmark extension now works in slides. Oh, no, I saw it. It does. It just came out. So it now works in slides. So all that power that we had for just providing descriptive feedback to our students in Google Docs, it's now in Google Slides as well. So that's perfect timing because I can provide descriptive feedback on the specific items of text yeah. with in a text box yeah. with because a we're, slide. we're moving away when, when we're talking about you know 21st century learners or modern learners or future ready learners whatever we're going to call them we're moving away from it just being like here's an essay or here's a piece of writing yeah. submitted to a teacher yeah so it's going more global and slide decks seem to be the way that people are taking yes uh, i just wanted to see if checkmark would work in the speaker notes as well so i'm just okay. writing test 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 and i'm highlighting it and and it does not yet. So we can send that feedback in to see if maybe sure. it's possible because we often tell our kids use the gray space yeah. and use the notes, the speaker notes at the bottom for additional thinking room. Or yeah, or, or if they are giving creation. it as an oral presentation, that's maybe their script. Yeah. So yeah, maybe definitely. there's a way for, um, to, as another feature update in the future, to have checkmark work with the speaker notes. Love so it. that was my share that I've, I do I've been itching to share for a, about two weeks now. What have you got? Okay, I, I just have a little one actually. Um, I started using the Grasshopper app, which is an app to teach you how to do coding. So I think I it was Eric Kurtz that shared it out um, in his monthly, I think that's where I saw it, in his monthly newsletter. And it is just that. It is a little app that you can open up and it gives, it teaches you all about JavaScript. And is it, um, sorry, iOS and Android? I believe, yes it is. Let me go to be sure. Yep, it's on both Google Play and in the App Store. Okay. And it gives you little tasks. And I'm talking tiny little tasks. It's like block coding, but it's on your phone. Oh. So it says like in the first task, I had to create the French flag. So you say, okay, block of red, block of white, block, or sorry, block of blue, block of white, block of red. And you use some block coding to do that. So it gives you a solution. It says, oh, how do you want to do this? And then if you get it right, you level up to the next. But if you don't, oh, it's, it, gamified. it's totally gamified. Yeah, it's just a tiny little game. And I was looking at this and I thought, gosh, my little guy, even in grade two, could probably play a little bit of this, at least at a lower level. It reminded me in a lot of ways of swift coding. Um, oh, like a, the little, a, a, the little character? Yeah, the little, like, 
alien the, blob the, the guy. The dances around us, yeah. Yeah, but instead of having to do it on your computer or on like an iPad, let's say, and I guess you can do it on your phone too. I don't, I don't remember. I only ever did Swift on my iPad. Uh, but yeah, it was just a really neat way to learn coding and it's a lot of fun. I don't know, I'm playing it. And then you can actually set up reminders on it. So it's like, okay, do you want to become a master? So they send you a notification every day or are you a, a bit user? So they'll give you every couple of days if you haven't uh, been in. They'll be like, hey, don't forget, we have some coding stuff for you to do. So it's, I thought it would be a really neat thing to do um, for students who maybe, you know, want to practice their computational thinking or students who finish early or even... I was going to say that might be really nice if you have culture in your classroom where you are using your personal devices, if there yeah. are some, uh, in responsible ways. Maybe yeah. that would be a nice, when you're done, it's for fun, critical thinking activity where yeah. they can try this app if yeah. they have it. And, I, and I'm sure, like, I haven't delved into it a whole lot. I'm sure there's a way that you could even turn it into, like, a, some sort of program in your class to support any kind of computational thinking. I'll have to play like with that. it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So give it a try. I like it. I'm not very far into it yet. I, I've, you know, only had it for about a week now and I haven't had a whole lot of time to, to dive into it when I'm doing other things. But yeah, it's really cute. It's the Grasshopper app. Nice. Next up, you are sharing? I have a quick one. Okay. I don't even know if it's a real share though. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's a thing yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I was in a Google Hangout a few days ago with yeah. uh, our good friend, Sandra Chow. I love her. And we noticed that while we were in this Hangout, we were sharing oh, screen. We, she tweeted it. Yeah. She shared uh, her screen with me or I shared my screen with her. Now, for all of our Google Hangout users out there, we all know what happens when you share your screen and you're looking at the Hangout. You get the fun house. Yes. It's picture and picture and picture. I actually kind of like it. Picture. It's kind of fun. It goes and goes. Like, or when you stand in the elevator when there's mirrors on both sides yes. and it goes on forever. Yeah. So that's. Or the, those three way mirrors in the dressing rooms. Yes. Yeah. So that's what always used to happen. And when we were in this hangout a few days ago, she sort of commented, she's like, hey, I don't see a hundred of you. And I, what, oh. do you, what do you mean? She's like, there's only one of you. And then I clued into what she was saying the picture and picture and picture and picture. And picture it just shows the is picture. Gone. It's a, the fun house is gone. So this is a good thing. I think it's great. Um, it won't be confusing for first-time users of Hangouts. Yes, I often find too. that when you're doing What's Hangout training sessions yeah. and then you talk about sharing screen, they think it's exploded or something. They, they've broken it. But So I think it's a great thing. <laughs> I, I just broke Google Hangouts. <laughs> I think it's a good thing if the fun house is gone. But what I'm concerned about was, was this a fluke? Was this just me and right. Sandra? Is this the case? So I'm curious to know. know out there if you have seen the fun house disappear uh we'd love to know if this was just us or if it's actually gone just just for our own we're now crowdsourcing <laughs> shooks and gif crowdsource our questions all right jen this is what i have been telling you to be quiet about for about a week now i'm so excited what do you have to share so i think i mentioned i'm actually pretty positive i mentioned that i took alice keeler's go slow to yes. write google scripts you mentioned it to me for sure i don't know if you've mentioned i think i've mentioned on the show if okay. i haven't i took it it's about 50 Canadian dollars. I think it's 40 American dollars. Um, and I thought, oh, it's, you know, it's not cheap, but it's not really expensive. And it's something that I'd like to try and see if I like it. And, and so I did it. And in going into it, I realized what I wanted to do with it. But two or three weeks, two weeks in, I was like, you know what? I want to be able to create a whole lot of documents, but I want them named after um, kids based on a roster that I have. And I want this for Doc Appender. I love Doc Appender. I love you love Doc, Doc Appender. Appender. It's one of my he favorite loves Doc Appender. She loves Doc Every, If you're listening and you don't use or don't know Doc Do Appender, you, you need to go look it up. You know Les McBeth? 
I do know Les Macbeth. Les Macbeth, if you're listening. Hi, Les. Uh, she works for Future Design School. She has a workshop on Daka Pender, as a bunch of us do, but her workshop is called Daka Pender Will Change Your Life. Yeah, and she's right. She's 100% right. Should we explain what Doc Fender is? So very quickly, and it's funny because I actually went over this like four times in the car, how I would explain it, because I'm not very clear whenever I explain it. Okay. You have to create documents, so Google Docs, for each of your students yes. first. Then you create a Google form. In that Google form, one of your questions would be student names. And then you write questions. And the questions, let's say you're using it for observations. Could be, you know, okay, here's what I want to observe, and then here's some notes. You run Doc Appender, and it attaches the names of your students, because it automatically imports them, to the documents you created. So instead of having to look at a spreadsheet for all your information on the student, you can look at a single doc for each of your students, which is really good for sharing, because you can share it then with stakeholders. Yes. Um, English language learner or, or English as a second language partners. Special education resource teachers. Precisely. Administrators, yep. parents, the student themselves, imagine that. Yes. So it's fantastic. But whenever I show this to people, because a lot of them are starting at grassroots. If, if you know tech, you probably already know this. Um, you probably already know Doc Appender if you already know Autocrat. I use Autocrat at this point to create them all because it makes it easier. So another add-on, we'll talk about it another time. It's a mail merge, basically. Yeah. So you can create them that way. But I was like, there's got to be a way for people who are a little less, who are a little tech reticent, let's say. Or not uh, as comfortable or don't enjoy Google Sheets as much. Precisely. So I said, this is what I'm going to do. So throughout the sharing, the, the one thing Alice drives home is you don't have to memorize code, just steal other people's. Look at what they've done, take things out, and, and then build from that, build what's done. So I sort of equate this now to, I speak French fluently, I, I pretty good Spanish, I used to be fluent. I took Italian as well, and I forgot my Italian on purpose because I was confusing my Italian and my Spanish. I can still understand Italian, but I can't speak it. Like if you say, Jen, how do you say this? I don't know. But if you said it to me, I would know what was said. And that's where I feel like I'm at with coding. Okay. I can look at a code and, and read it and pretty much understand, like make sense of it, but I couldn't necessarily produce it. So this is what I did. I decided I'm going to do this. And Alice had a couple of different scripts that I use. So she has one about make copies where you just make a whole bunch of copies, but you still have to go in and rename them. She has another one then where you make folders and you can name those based on the roster. I'm like, there's gotta be a way to marry these two add-ons that she's created. And you can find them on her site that I'll link in. She has a whole like Alice Keeler scripts thing. And there's lots that are amazing. So I said, there's gotta be a way. So I, I sort of worked and I toiled and then I'd hit a roadblock and then I would keep going and I persevered and I did it. Did you value the struggle? I valued the struggle. I did. I hadn't struggled enough, so I just kept struggling. So I did it. And this is what it looks like. Um, I'll link it in the show notes, but if you go to bit.ly slash gif name those docs, it'll take you to a Google doc. The Google doc on it has a link to a blog post on virtualgif.com that does a screenshot walkthrough on how to run it. Okay. And also a video tutorial that's about six minutes long on how to do it. So if you'd rather see it and at your own speed with pictures, go to the can blog I, post. Can I pause you for a second? Yeah. Can I just clarify what you're telling me right now? I created an add-on. For Google Sheets. <laughs> you created an add-on. I did. That I knew, like, I couldn't do anything. This is the power of learning. Like, I didn't know anything about how to do this. I didn't know how you started. I'm still stuck on the... <laughs> it's good. I'm Let me so show impressed. you. Let me show you. So the other... Th I had, And then not only did I create a add-on, I created six add-ons. Wait, what? I have six versions. Because I know people are going to want different things. So when you go to this bit.ly slash gift, two Fs in gift, name those docs, 
you're going to see a um, T-chart or the, the, no, 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 no flowchart. Flow chart, flow thank chart. you. I, I had trouble with that word as I've been talking about it. Maybe I'm too excited. So the first thing says, okay, are your students' names, if you already have them, um, like we already have a, a roster of some sort, are your students' name all in one column? So is Kim Polishuk in column A or is it Kim in one and Polishuk in another? Okay. So that's why I had to create the first two versions because I didn't want people to have to like concatenate or concatenate, sorry, or names or split. And because again, I'm making this for people who don't, aren't really comfortable with spreadsheets. And then it says, okay, if you're in one column, this is where you go if you're in two. So is this and like a each... sidebar that's going to open or something? Yes, yeah, so I'll show you. I'm going to walk you through. I'm going to show oh you. Oh my God. So in version one version, if you have the one column, it doesn't matter one column or two and then based on that there's three branches so do you want students to have view only access of the documents you create edit access of the documents you create you can... yeah oh. or no access to the documents you create wait you're you you're going to create all these documents and it'll automatically with their names email them and, and the sharing is going to be done for you provided that you have a, a google associated email address like their edu domain sheet. yes this <laughs> i know it's game changer so this is what I've needed because when I go any, so if I open, I'm going to open the one, for example, that is, um, name those docs part F you open a page and it's going to give you the template preview that we talked about in episode one that yeah. you freaked out. Um, and you're going to click a little button that says, use the template. And once it opens, you'll see that it says teacher folder. And then there's an orange row that says student number, student first name, student last name. Got it. So at this point, you can start entering it or you can launch the add-on. It doesn't really matter the order. So I'm, I'm just going to put in here. So under student number, I'm going to make up a student number for you. And then I'm going to put Polish Shook. And you got then, it. Uh, no, except that's except my that's last your, name. Yeah, sorry, I put it in the wrong column. And then I'm going to do, oops. Still backwards. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, here we go. There we go. For people who are listening to us typing on our keyboard. Okay, once you have all your data in, yep. you're going to go to add-ons. And I know you haven't downloaded the add-on yet, and that's fine. Because you've made a copy of my template, the script is running in the background of that already. So you don't need to do the add-on. I looked into, and I think in my blog post I say, I've looked into creating that on and put in the add-on store and it's all great and to verify it and you'll see why in a second. I, at this point, I'm not going to do it. Okay. You need to create a terms of service and a privacy policy. And to oh. me, that means money and lawyers and I don't have the, the time or the money for that. So if there's anyone who knows a lawyer who wants to do pro bono work for me, please let me know. From there, I'm going to go to add-ons and what you'll notice at the bottom, something should show up that says name those docs version F. If it is not there, and that's what's happening right now, don't panic. Just wait a minute or refresh. Okay. I, I don't know why sometimes it lags. It's almost like it's it's still thinking. So now but if refresh, you refresh and you're going back into add-ons. And I've got to wait till it fully loads up. But that that has happened to me a few times. Sometimes it's just I wait it, I close it and I open it again. Or sorry, I, I like I click out of add-ons and click back in. Other times I refresh, but now when I refresh. Oh, it popped up. There we go. So now I'm going to go to name those docs version, whatever version you decided to use and click start. It'll say you need to authorize it. So you're going to continue to authorize it. Um, it's then going to ask you to choose the account you want to use. Sometimes it's going to say this is an unverified app. Are you sure you want to? So in the bottom right hand corner or left hand corner, so you'll see advanced, mm -hmm. click that. Okay. And then it will say, do you want to go to name that docs? It'll say it's unsafe. It's not. I promise you, once you make a copy for yourself, I have absolutely no way to access that data. Um, then once you give it permissions, you click allow, a sidebar pops up on the right. And the sidebar says, welcome. I can't believe that you built this. <laughs> Super. It was really fun. 
So it says, you know, welcome to name those docs by virtual gift. And I give Alice credit, lots of help. So then it says type or copy and paste your roster into columns A and C as per the headings and then press the button below and it says make docs. So you click make docs and a pop-up comes and it says, where do you want these docs to go? Now I haven't coded enough. There is a way to put it where you've already done um, a folder. Why not just create your own? So what you do is you're going to write in like observations and it's going to create a that folder. That creates the folder for you? In your Google Drive, it creates the folder for you, which you can, once it's created, you can drag it and drop can it I, anywhere you want. Can I rename it if afterwards? I need it to afterwards? Yeah, yeah okay. totally. Um, so you say, okay. Then a second one pops up and says, okay, we're going to put the name in automatically. So it's going to say polish you comma Kim. Do you want it to say like dash anything after that? Like dash observations, ah. dash so it's May, going to dash have, math. Dash. It's going to have the student names in there. Yeah. I can then add, uh, to, add to the name and of it would, the file. It would go to the end. You can, yeah, you can append to the end of that name. And is it going to go first, last, last, first? It always goes last, first. And I do that so it alphabetizes because I'm A-type and I need that. Okay. If you don't want anything after, you just want the student's name, you can just leave that box blank, which I'll do. And you okay. click OK. And then through Auto Magic, it comes up and it says, okay, here's the teacher folder. It gives right you a in link the in the spreadsheet to the actual uh, folder? folder. And then it creates three new headers on in row two that says, okay, here's the name of the doc, here's the doc ID, and then here's a link to the document. And now you have in that folder, you would have however many you want to create. And it takes a little bit to run, like a minute maybe. I don't know, but you would have all those blank documents there that you can and then use for Doc Appender. They've already been named. They are blank. I haven't, I haven't figured fine. out a way to. When I run Doc Appender, the document's always blank. Yeah. So if you wanted a title at the top, I, I'm not there yet. I probably could be, but for my purposes, I'm okay with yeah. them being blank. And if you'd shared them with students at this point, your students would get in there shared with me. It would show up as either view only or edit access and you're done. For a non-semestered secondary teacher, possibly up to 180 different blank Google documents, it'll do it for you in about three minutes. That's amazing, I know. Jen. That is incredible. Here's here's a few reasons why it's incredible. Okay. So for listeners out there who, who know DocAppender and say, oh, I can use Google Classroom to really quickly uh, create Google Docs for all my students. I just have to create an assignment and attach a blank, doc, sorry, link yeah. a blank Google Doc and boom, every student has it and their name is in it. Yeah. I say, yes, true. However, the student owns the doc. That's exactly, exactly why and I And so the make next this. step is the student then has to agree to transfer ownership of their doc back to you. That's so right. it's a little bit of a step. So what I love about this is, if I'm understanding correctly, you own the doc. Yeah, the person who created the documents, in this case, because I just did it, I own the documents, not even, but you have edit or view or no access. And you've determined their level of access. Yeah. In one shot. Yeah. Their names are in the doc. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't, and the other way to do this is through Autocrat, that mail merge yep. um, add-on, which I love. But it can be scary. And and it's a whole lot of learning in order to get to that And it's such a simple phase. thing you want to do. Yeah. I taught, I showed it to two people on the weekend at the summit who presented on Doc Appender. Their eyes bulged out of their head and one of them said, I really think this will save me when I do Doc Appender. If she does, I don't think she knew Autocrat. Should I think this will save me at least 20 minutes every time I use it, at least. And, and that in itself Absolutely. is worth it. So use it, share it. Jen, I'm it. I know. so impressed. It was so and fun. And can I just say thank you? You're welcome. Because the number of teachers that I have worked yeah. with who don't use Classroom, who don't use Autocrat, who have or to do Or or Doctopus who have to do this creation the manual yeah, way. It's annoying. It's really annoying. Yeah. And that sharing piece is even even if it was just 
creating the documents, you know, make a copy exponentially. Yeah. So you're selecting five and making a copy of five. You still have to go mm -hmm. rename them. And if you want the power, maybe we'll do a session on Doc Pender. At sure. Some, we'll do, I'll do a share on Doc Pender. I love it. Um, if you're inviting your students to be collaborators on those documents for that assessment as learning piece, yeah. you still have to share the document exactly. with each individual kid. Yep. Jen, this is amazing. Yep. So that's where I'm at. If you, uh, if you give it a try and you like it and you use it, please let us know. You can always download the Anchor app and leave us a message, which we're going to get to in a minute. Um, or if there's anything you want me to try on my blog too, you can leave, uh, you can leave a comment. It was, it was a pretty steep learning curve and there's some things that's like, why is this happening? But I learned a lot. It was you know really what, good learning. You know what would be really interesting? What's that? Is if the makers of Doc Appender, I think it's New Visions Cloud Lab. It is. It is if New they, Visions. If they, if Danita Morgan is listening, if she's... Uh, I've actually thought about reaching out to them to show them, hey, I've done this. Do you want it? Or like, what, what, how, can, how can we help each other out? Because I think you can really help teachers, and that's what I'm all about. Helping teachers so they can help kids. I'm so impressed. Thanks.